rock stars, welcome back to season three of Rock the Mic. I am your host, the photog of Rock Gods, Mike Klein, and you're listening to us on iHeartRadio, of course, Spotify, and Apple Podcast. And don't forget to also check us out online on Instagram at Rock the Mic Cast. That's Rock the Mic, M I K E, Cast, C A S T, for all the crazy posts and schedule updates, and not to mention all of our amazing promo videos. Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to the show. Disclaimer time. The following episode is comprised of facts, opinions, and allegations surrounding Michael Jackson in the documentary Leaving Neverland. Rock the Mic does not condone or defend any abuse to any person, man, woman, or child. Please understand the words you're about to hear are not for the faint-hearted. People will be upset and displeased with some of the comments that you're about to hear. And finally... A lot of what you're about to hear is our shortened version of the story. So feel free to reach out to us direct or invite you to watch the documentary. It's on HBO. It's called leaving Neverland. You get your true opinion of what you're about to hear and kind of get your own insight. Let us begin. Throughout my career in the music industry, um, as far as like photography and touring, I've seen a lot of craziness. Um, And I think we've talked about it in previous episodes, but more so I've had a lot of amazing experiences and I've been a part or been around some of the biggest controversies in music. Um, At one point in my career, I was actually working and photographing or touring with all the big teen acts like Britney and NSYNC and the Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, LFO, and even Aaron Carter, which obviously is the train wreck of a brother from Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Along the journey, I met several people to include the gentleman in question, Wade Robson. Wade actually um, was the choreographer working with Brittany and NSYNC at the time when I was touring. Later on in his career, um, he was the center of the biggest breakup in teen history, the Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake relationship. Um, Some of the events surrounding the breakup, I really can't talk about for legal issues, but bottom line spoiler Brittany cheated on Justin with Wade. Um, and that was the falling out between Brittany and Justin. And then of course, Wade, um, after a while, I really didn't hear anything about Wade until the Michael Jackson allegations started, which I knew Wade was doing things in Vegas at one point, I think with Chris angel or circus LA. Um, but then out of nowhere, Wade, claimed that Michael Jackson sexually assaulted him between the ages of seven and 14, which super puzzled me, puzzled a lot of people because Wade testified years back when MJ was on trial, um, that he actually slept in Michael's bed, um, in his room several times. And Michael never did anything out of the ordinary, nothing sexual, nothing out of sorts ever occurred. Um, Wade said, and I quote, his music, his movement, his personal words of inspiration and encouragement and his unconditional love will always live inside of me forever. So sit on that for a minute. And then let me take you to the next place. Here's the rub. This is interesting. So right before Wade went public with all of his Michael allegations, Wade 
Wade was in early conversations and negotiations for directing the Michael Jackson Circus Soleil production of One. Um, and at the time, MJ's estate, they picked a director and went a completely different direction. And of course, Wade wasn't happy with this decision because he didn't get picked to do the gig, right? So, boom, Michael Jackson assaulted me. I'm, ch- you know, I'm changing my statement. MJ brainwashed me, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Bro, you are full of shit. Your career was on the steady downfall. And one of the last camps that were actually okay with you that didn't give you a job. So you decided to retaliate and by claiming some bullshit, like, come on. So part of the issue here that we're going to get to, it kind of starts with the parents. So we got to back up a little bit. Um, as you can tell, I am not a Wade fan at all. Um, and Wade might be an asshole, but after watching the documentary, the leaving Neverland, it's quite obvious. Mommy was a fucking head case too. Now don't get me wrong. Not one, but both mothers in the leaving Neverland documentary are batshit batshit blind to reality. The other accuser that we're going to talk about in the series, his name is Jimmy or James Safechuck. Um, And he obviously is head over heels in love with MJ to this day. And so with his mother. So they were sharing time with MJ. If you watch the documentary, it's very weird. Um, The things in the relationship that Michael had with Jimmy. And of course, the mother. I mean, the, the dads weren't really existent in any of this really, or they weren't really talked about. Um, but Jimmy's mother, don't, don't get me wrong. We're going to go back to Wade. Trust me. As you can tell, I don't have any love for Wade, but Jimmy's mother, she talks about how early on, how exciting it is and how exciting it was for her to be sitting in hotel rooms with Michael and being on the same bed as Michael. And I quote, I was sitting in the same bed as MJ. Who wouldn't have wanted that? I mean, I wouldn't have wanted that. I mean, like being in the same room and chatting. I mean, that would have been cool. It's Michael Jackson, right? But tripping about him sitting in the bed beside you and rubbing the sheets beside her. Dude, she is totally super fan 101. As music and touring continued for MJ, both of the stories start to be the same as far as James and Wade. They were invited on tour, of course, being underage. Um, and I guess we'll start with Wade. Wade's mother accompanied them on tour. Now she didn't find it as the other mother did as well. They didn't find it out of the ordinary that Wade stayed or James stayed in Michael's room while she was housed in a different room way down the hall, or even at times they said on different floors of the hotel. So let's review this woman. Well, these women, both their sons were actually sleeping in bed with Michael Jackson, as the story goes. Um, And they don't see an issue with their underage son sleeping in the same room bed with another man. Take out of the equation that it's Michael Jackson it's a simple fact, right? Like what the fuck is wrong with this woman? Like your child under age 
is in the bedroom. Even if you didn't know he was sleeping in that bed, let's just go. Let's, let's go that far. But you left your child alone with another man in a hotel in a foreign city every freaking night, sometimes foreign countries. And you were in the penthouse suite on another floor. And this is acceptable. Of course, same situation, like I said, for James Safechuck. Um, if you watch the documentary, he, he's a little spacey. Like he's seriously in outer space. Like the only person that can commu- that can communicate with this guy is NASA. Like this guy is so far out. Like this guy's in love with MJ. You can tell it. Like his mother. Like all in all, like she felt like she was in a relationship with him. Um, just by the things, what's a good example? One of the things was he bought them a house. Um, the mother, you know, had borrowed money from Michael and then in doing good deeds and, you know, being around Michael and housing him at their house and doing nice things. He basically lifted the loan and said, here's a house. Um, weird, right? Um, so Michael was out giving houses to people, um, to kids. And then the parents obviously were loving it. Or like I said, the mother was loving it. So why did they think it was okay? Like, why did they think it was okay for their underage son to be in the same bed as a grown man? But yet, you know, here we are in a huge mansion in this compound where the parents stayed at a cottage offsite on the opposite side of the, the property. But they didn't think anything was weird. I don't know. I mean, they were getting houses and these parents were getting money and gifts and traveling around the world. It's just weird. Like, so like, honestly, think about it for a minute, regardless of your opinion of Michael Jackson throughout his career, there were multiple allegations that were brought against him for indecencies with children. Regardless if you knew him or didn't know him, why would you allow your children to stay at Michael Jackson's house and stay, stay with him and be alone with him. Unless you were looking for a payday. Think about that. On a personal note, I'm not saying I had the greatest parents in the world. Hell again. I mean, a lot of, you know, me, like I, I never had a dad around until I was 18 years old, but before then my mother, my grandparents, I couldn't go anywhere by myself, whether it was the mall or hell, I'd try to sneak away as I got older. But when I was younger, especially the, you know, the same age as, as Wade and Jimmy, now of course I wasn't going to hang out with like Michael Jackson at the time. But I mean, these guys are the same age as me. My mother would have never allowed me to go play dress up with Michael Jackson by myself without her being there chaperoning. And sure. She would have let me go on tour. I'm sure of it, but she damn sure would not have allowed me to stay in a hotel room, whether it was by myself or with Michael Jackson or in the same room. She'd have had my ass locked up right next to her and that suite or in that one bedroom or in the van, she would have never allowed that to happen. So again, my mom was very lenient. I mean, you know, bless her heart. She introduced me to music. My, I mean, I I don't remember how old I was, but I remember going to the record store and the first, well, I guess it wasn't records at that point. It was, it was tapes for me, cassettes. 
the first cassettes that were bought for me were Madonna Like a Virgin and Wham! Make It Big. So, I mean, I was introduced to controversial music right off the bat, which, you know, my mom explained to me right and wrong and what's indifferent and allowed me to gain my own opinions and gave me facts. But, and of course, this is off on a tangent, but my parents weren't getting houses and you know, even if they were given houses from someone, it wouldn't have changed the fact that I wouldn't have been able to be alone with some musician or some guy, regardless of who it is. Um, you know, years and years back, um, and I mean years and years back, um, I met Michael. Um, I had the chance to meet him um, in Virginia Beach. Uh, my neighbor, Teddy Riley, which obviously is a producer. Um, he was the guy from black street, um, which ultimately introduced me to Pharrell and Chad Hugo from the Neptunes. Um, Teddy was our neighbor. And so was his brother, Markel Riley. Um, of course, Teddy and Markel did rump shaker the song. So that's how kind of six degrees of separation all happened. Um, I used to play basketball with all the guys and Teddy was producing Michael at the time. Um, the dangerous record um, right before it went out. So in Virginia beach, I briefly met Michael in the studio at future records. I shook his hand. I spoke to him. We chatted about upcoming music and touring. I watched him on the console board, kind of like tweaking some of the sounds for a moment. And then I left like I've met a lot of people to include, you know, Prince, but Michael was up there and Michael was top notch and he was polite. He was chill and he was definitely nothing that I thought he would be. Like, I didn't think you were able to touch him as weird as that sounds because I thought he was a germaphobe, right? Like he, he, he didn't want it, but he was very cool. Um, very nice, very well-spoken. And I mean, well-spoken for, you know, Hey, thank you very much. You know, however Mike is when he talks, but, um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, it's it's really indifferent to think about these stories that Wade and Jimmy are coming up with considering some of the way that we were brought up as children by our parents. I just don't see it. And of course, like the Manson and the Hefner episode previous, why wait so long to come forth? Like why as a kid, okay, you were coerced to say that, you know, nothing ever happened with you and, and Michael and, um, you know, kind of put two and two together. I get that. That's, that's a possibility, but I mean, I don't know. You take, you know, the six degrees of separation we talked about, like Wade was an asshole. Like, I mean, the whole people sleep together. It happens. Things cheat. I get it. And it's weird for Wade to be so hateful of Michael, I mean, he was dating Michael's niece um, when he cheated on, well, he cheated on the niece, Michael Jackson's niece with Brittany, obviously when Brittany was with Justin. Um, and he's always, you know, not to say Brittany's ever had an amazing run with guys considering Kevin Federline and, and Wade Robson, but you know, it's just, it's a strange situation to watch this documentary, to have a little bit of knowledge of the person behind the allegations. And then looking at all the things that, you know, have come afloat and I'm sorry, you're just full of shit, dude. Like nothing adds up. And, you know, at some point, wouldn't you have thought that Michael would have been 
in trouble for these things. Like he never got in trouble. Like I understand the dude had money, but of course, I mean, he went to court like what, four or five times. So that was kind of an odd thing, right? Again, no criminal charges were ever uh, brought against Michael. Well, they were, but he was never convicted of them. Um, All the cases um, beyond that were dismissed. It cost Michael millions and, and his career kind of took a hit. I think, um, you know, MJ wasn't the mastermind in manipulation. I mean, he could barely act like an adult at times. I think like he was a kid that grew up and became one of the biggest icons of music. And, you know, he worked his whole childhood, I think. And once he become this, he never got, you know, experienced normal things like we did. So a lot of the child was still there in Mike. So I don't know. I, <sighs> we all had sleepovers and Mike was a head case. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you, but more importantly, you know, I'm not here to put Mike on trial. I'm just saying after watching this documentary, it really just gives you ill feelings about Wade's story and Jimmy's story are almost identical. And then you talk to the parents and, you listen to what they have to say. And I guess that's what this whole purpose of this episode was about was, you know, it starts with the parents. Like if, if your parents are allowing you to run the fucking town, then yeah, you're going to, you're going to do it and you're going to think it's okay. And it's not okay. I mean, there's boundaries and there's consequences for everything we do. Right. And I'm not saying, I didn't press the edge and do wild shit and piss my parents off. I, I, I definitely did. But, um, you listen to this documentary and like I said, I encourage you to watch it and get through it. Some of it's super graphic. Um, and some of the details of things that are said as far as sexual acts and things that were done. But, you know, Wade's comment was once he became in a relationship or, you know, once he became a father, is when these things started bothering him. And and again, I guess I get that too. Like, you know, certain things trigger certain emotions and, you know, it took you 40 years or 38 years or whatever it was to realize that supposedly things had happened to you that were bad. And it took you this long to understand that it wasn't right. You know, and it's, it's very, it's very funny because, in further watching the documentary Wade's wife, or I guess it's his wife. Um, she won't allow her child, um, their, their child together around the mother, which is kind of interesting to me because it kind of screams the same thing I'm talking about. Like the moms were part of the problem. Um, a lot of this obviously was more about Wade than, than Jimmy, but you know, Jimmy, Jimmy was a, it was a weird one. I mean, he claimed he had marriage ceremonies with Michael and he had jewelry, wedding rings. And I mean, if you watch him, like, God, if you watch him on the TV talk, dude, he is fucking crazy. Like he's still in love with the guy to this day. And I keep repeating it because I was just so drawn back in. It doesn't seem like he's upset the things that he's saying happened to him, he's not upset about. It's more like, 
I just thought that this was love or I just thought this is what life was. And I'm so matter of fact, and I'm like, there's no way your parents haven't taught you different. So in this whole conclusion, bottom line is that, yes, I call Wade out as, as being full of shit. And then, but more importantly, I got to call the parents out to be full of shit. Like, it seriously pisses me off to no end to listen to these parents and to think that these things were going on, allegedly, and people were still sending their children to Neverland. Like, it just blows my mind. Like, you know, if, and again, I'm not saying Michael was guilty or not guilty, but when there's so much in the media and there's so much going around, if it walks like a duck and it quacks like a duck, well, let's just send our fucking children into the pond with them. And let's hope we get $15 million out of the deal too. Cause that's what it looks like to me. So I'm not sure what your thoughts are. I'd love to hear them. Um, I know this one got a little lengthy and a little off, um, but you know, it's something to think about. And obviously it's definitely something to talk about. So until the next time, we're going to try to change up the, the tone and the spirit of these conversations and these uh, episodes now um, with a couple surprises coming and a new co-host and more importantly, some rock and roll. So until the next time, I will see you again. Rock and roll. Rock and roll.